Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored in Always. What does it mean to have serenity? The definition of serenity is the state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. Does that seem impossible to you at times? Have you ever wondered if you'll ever come to a place in your life where you truly feel that way for more than five minutes? In this episode, we will look at one of the most powerful yet simple prayers. I will share the importance of each part of it and how, when I've applied it to my life in the high mountaintop times in my life or the low dark valleys, God has used it to give me peace and perspective. If I'm looking for serenity in and of myself or even in this world, I'm afraid it really is impossible. This world, my life, and my feelings are always changing, so it's very difficult to find my serenity or peace there. Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When I think about the peace the world gives, I think it's defined more as the absence of trials, disruption, and unease. But Jesus tells us in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So our serenity has to come from him. In the serenity prayer, the first line is, God, grant me the serenity. So we need to go to the one and only source of lasting peace and ask. Ask for what, though? The second line says, to accept the things I cannot change. Take a minute and list some people, places, or things in your life right now that you may be trying to control. Why do you think that you have the power to control those things? And how has that worked out for you in the past or even now? So take a few minutes and and write some of those thoughts down. For me personally, I spent so much time and energy trying to fix things that weren't mine to fix and control people with guilt, shame, and even false praise or compliments. I also wasted time being present in the present by planning my whole life and then feeling angry and anxiety when things didn't go as I had planned. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps, Proverbs 16.9 says. So guess who's in control, y'all? It's not us. God is in control. Does that give you peace? However, in the next two lines in the serenity prayer, um, it does place some responsibility on us. It says, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. It does take wisdom to recognize the things in our life that we can truly control, and then it takes courage to actually take the steps needed to do that. But as this verse I just read says, God gives us that if we ask him for it. Take a minute to list some of the things in your life that with God's strength, you do have the power to change. I know one of them is our attitude. 
and how we choose to respond to situations, trials, and even hardships, and even the people in our lives. The Bible says in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So instead of worrying, we can go to the true source of power and pray and ask, and then allow His peace to be at work in our hearts and minds. The very next verses in this passage tell us exactly how to do that, how to take captives our thoughts, which will affect our attitudes. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I know that we can't always control the thoughts that come into our head or the feelings that we have, but how we choose to respond to them, and if we will let ourselves stay stuck in those feelings, we do have control over. This has been especially hard for me in this season of grieving. Sometimes out of nowhere, I will have a thought or a memory of my son, and I will become be overcome with emotions of intense sadness and longing. So I can't control that. But I can choose to dwell on the hurt, and that doesn't mean I don't let myself have a good cry or even go into my room and close the door and punch a pillow and yell. But I don't have to choose to stay there. Like these verses said, I can think about what is true, right, pure, and thank God for those things. This allows me to come to a place of acceptance of things as they may be in this moment, but not forever, and surrender to Jesus. Then, because I've chosen to control what I can and surrender what I can't, that changes my actions. So instead of taking that drink or pill to numb, yelling and cussing at a person who's upset you, or allowing yourself to stay stuck in bad emotions, you can move forward. So take some time to look at the things you listed that you can control and bring some some change to, and write down a couple of possible action steps that you can take to start right now. I find it helpful to look at myself and what things I need to take ownership for and start there. So in the Celebrate Recovery Serenity Prayer, it's an extended version. So the next line says, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. Matthew 6.34 says, so don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. There is a balance here that brings about serenity. If we stay stuck in the past, it's hard to find peace for today. But if we are always worrying about tomorrow or planning our future, we also can't experience the peace of today and often miss the moments, the gifts that God has for us today. So how can we stay present in today? Take a minute to write down some ways that you can be more present each day. I know for me, I am constantly planning for the future, dreaming and envisioning and making plans all the while missing the beauty of what God has for me in this day. And I've learned the hard way that I may not have the tomorrow I thought I would have with my loved ones. We are really only promised today, so what will I choose to do with that gift? Really choosing to see each day as a gift, an opportunity that I don't want to waste. The next prayer in the line, the next line in the prayer is where it gets real. It's easier to have serenity when things are going relatively well. But what about when it's not? The next line says, accepting hardships as a pathway to peace. 
So realizing we were never promised an easy, struggle-free life to begin with. It is often in the moments of our deepest suffering that we realize our complete need for God and that we cannot do this on our own strength. Our peace from suffering comes from knowing that although this trial is painful, He will not leave us. He will carry us and that He has ultimately already rescued and redeemed us. Isaiah 43 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned in the flames, and they shall not consume you. Think about your most recent trial. How have you experienced Christ's presence in it or help in it? I found it helpful in my own life to take some time to write down the ways that God has provided for me already and then spend some time in prayer of gratitude. Acceptance has also been so helpful to me. When I accept that this is not heaven, this is not my home, I can have peace, but that one day I will be home, and that brings me the strength to endure the trials of this life. This really leads me into the next line of the prayer. Taking as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. So if you're like me, you might struggle with this last part. I think things should be a certain way and then everything would be fine, right? If everyone would just do the things that I, do things the way that I do them, there would be peace. So with that mindset, we might try to change people's minds with our words and arguments thinking that we will shed some light on the situation instead of letting his light shine through us on a broken world and into broken hearts. Matthew 5.16 says, So let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Our serenity or peace is not found in the world or the pursuit of the things in this life, but in the Word and in his promises to us that are eternal. We can find peace when we accept that it's not all about us and our happiness. As I live more in this life for His light and His glory to shine through me, I find more peace in my heart and mind. The hype and the hustle of chasing after the world, which is already dying and broken, leaves me exhausted, unfulfilled, and full of anxiety. But keeping a kingdom focus and holding loosely to the things of the world gives me greater perspective. The things that truly matter for eternity, not just for the here and now. And finally, in the last part of the full Celebrate Recovery version of the Serenity Prayer, it says, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. What would you define the difference between reasonable happiness and supreme happiness to me? Well, for most of my life, I've been trying to achieve reasonable happiness doing just enough to get by or to be approved of, but not fulfilled. Extreme happiness is a confidence we have in something greater than ourselves or in this life. It's the knowledge that no matter how good or bad it gets here for us, God has something infinitely greater than we could even imagine or ask. So believing that, do I live that way? Or do I seek the pleasures of this life for temporary happiness and peace? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Matthew 6.33 And then also in Ephesians 3.20 it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or even imagine, according to his power that works in us. These scriptures remind me that it is not about me after all, or what I can accomplish, but about Christ in me, how I choose to let his light shine in and through my life, 
reminding me of the promise of heaven, which brings real peace and serenity. So in closing today, I want to read the full serenity prayer over you. And if you would like to print a copy of it, I will include the Celebrate Recovery website in the show notes, and you can find a copy there. Heavenly Father, thank you for each person listening today. I pray that you would grant them the serenity to accept the things they cannot change, the courage to change the things they can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as they would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if they surrender to your will so that they may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.